Welcome back to the spookiest podcast you've ever listened to in your life. The Silent Patient. You guys, it's spooky season. It's October. So we have lined up for you just the most amazing list of true crime and spooky books. But (laughs) I need to tell you this right now. You and I are both genuinely spooked out of our minds. We're terrified. We're actually terrified like as we're recording this. Book. Honestly, it's 8.30 at night right now. Which we record sometimes at night, but we do not record this late. It was because the kids are asleep. So we're like, let's go bust Come this on. out. Um, we're recording. And tell me why we hear footsteps in the building that we're recording. No one else should be here, okay? Yeah. We hear footsteps. We will lock eyes and then look at the door and we're terrified. And silent. We literally, like, we're not talking. We're like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? No one should be here. It's dark. It's at night. We're terrified. We're recording a spooky book. In walks our friend. Footsteps and everything. He literally walks in. He's like, hey, guys. <gasps> terrified. We had no clue he was going to be here tonight. And it was so terrifying. We thought we'd lock the front door. Everything. Oh, guys. So we're it was both- enough to make me think that, like, this man is not who I thought he was. Stop. No. Nope, nope, nope. We're not going to speak like that. Honestly, that is this book, though, of like people being not who you thought they were. Yeah. Because I was terrified reading this book. I was terrified in this exact moment. Yeah. So we're looking at each other right now, and we're just kind of like heebie-jeebies. We want to record this and go home and get under our covers. And yeah, and never come out again. Yes. So hopefully this sets this you guys- This is why I can't do this, Sadie. <laughs> this is why I can't do this. Because every time I try, something like this happens. And you know what? I don't know if it's worth it. Because you get to go in your little car and drive away. I got to walk the I'll, back. You can hop in the- my car and I will make sure you are in okay, your deal. house safely. Deal. Yep. Because honestly, you guys, we hope this gets you in this spooky season. Because <laughs> we are. We're excited for just like the fall atmosphere and the feelings and the vibes. And we just thought we'd really lean into October and just go full-fledged with like, I mean, I've never, I don't think I've actually ever read a true crime book. We're going to read two of them this Yeah, that's month. crazy. I watched but, Law and Order. Oh, I don't know if that's true crime, ma'am. Oh. Okay. <laughs> true crime is literally real things that have happened. Oh. But there are- <laughs> <laughs> Okay. This is true crime. No, 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 no. No freaking way. This is a book. This is a novel, this but book is next week is true, true crime. Book. Oh. Yeah, so tune in, you guys. Next week is- Extra spooky. Why are you doing this to me? We're never going to record these episodes at night. Yeah, We're we only going to record them again. in the morning. No, not no, in no, October. No. We're going to hold hands as we walk out of this Amen. building. Amen. <laughs> we are. We are. I'm going to start barking. I Stop. do that when I'm alone. Well, when I'm alone, I got to walk to my car and like I think that like there's people around that I like feel like they're watching me, like men in particular. I, at my old apartment, I come downstairs and like I was the only woman out there and I see a man. I would start barking because I'd rather him think that I'm psychotic and like he should probably just leave me alone instead of him thinking that. Like, I'm someone that he can come and prey on. And so on the way to my car, I'll literally be like, <laughs> like, I'll literally, like, I, I will literally do that to protect myself. We're both just, like, a little little scared right I now. Think it's, <laughs> I think it's creepy because I feel like this could happen. Oh, my gosh. And, and if you I mean- always get weird about people in who write horror movies, horror films, and horror books because everyone's like, it's just fiction, it's just fiction. But they had to come up this with this somewhere. They're sitting in their house. Sometimes it takes like two to three years to write a book, sitting there thinking about how they could be this Alex man, the one that wrote this book, he is a psychotic himself. I'm gonna say it because who sits there and thinks of this twist? It's so twisted. It is. You have but- to 
think like that in order to be like I don't know like I would there never might think be a this little one. unhinged part in his brain, but you have to be a little to like. Also, you have no idea who I am, sir. So don't what? come for me, what? Alex. Oh. He is psychotic. <laughs> Alex is not who we are. And if you guys don't know who Alex is, because you don't, because you haven't read this yet, is Alex Mike Ladies, who wrote The Silent wow. Patient, which is the book that we're reading. It is a number one New York Times bestseller, which honestly doesn't mean much because it feels like everything is. Did you know this is a movie? No. I saw this the other day that this is like a movie. Stop. No, you're joking. No, I'm not playing. I don't think I could watch it. Oh, I mean, no. unless it was like actually amazing actresses. Oh, you know who I would love to see play this? Emily Blunt. Oh, I wasn't even go that way. I was gonna go. Um, who was I gonna go with? Um, oh crap! What's her name? She was just in. I don't know. Okay, it's gone. I'm gonna come back to it. Margot Robbie. No, <laughs> Margot Robbie. No, who was it? Um, it is a movie. I'm terrified. I don't think I could watch it at all. Yeah. And if you guys don't know why we couldn't watch it, we're going to break this book down yeah, for so you. Yeah, so we just keep saying it's spooky, but like yeah, you understand. It's because we're, we're a little scared. afraid to dive deep into it. Yeah, we're scared to talk about it because honestly, it spooked us out. But basically, it's about this woman, Alicia. And Alicia is this famous painter. She lives in London. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're shaking your head at me. It's because of the Alicia. Yes. I'm sorry. I read it as Alicia. You heard it, Alicia. So we're going yeah. Alicia because yes. the... It's by the actual author, like, book recording. The person who read it said Alicia. The per- But it's for this book. Right, right. The person who read so it's it, how Alicia. Read it out, they read yes. it out. Alex wants to So Alicia is a famous painter, and she lives in London with her husband, Gabriel. And tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about this couple. Yeah, so Alicia, you know, she is an artist and she does kind of all different types of work. Like, honestly, just kind of lets her mind go. Sometimes it's a little bit darker than like normal, but um, she seems to be like a very like a lot of people kind of like her. They like her work. Um, And she's been living with Gabriel for a while now and they seem to be really in love. And they always said that was I feel like they is probably more like lust at first sight. But, you know, Mm. but basically they when people kind of talk about her though, they kind of say that she's a little unstable in this way of how if you ask people about her, they would say that they think she's, you know, she tried to commit suicide before, that she had a really rough childhood. Um, And then some people would say about Gabriel though, that he wasn't that good to her because, you know, he wouldn't really care about her or he would always kind of gaslight her and things like that. And so I feel like to them in their own minds, um, they knew they had problems, but they thought that they were healthy. Mm -hmm. But then everybody else, I think it was more visible that they were not that healthy of a couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a little insight onto this couple. And let me just read the very first sentence of this book. So now you know who the couple is. Let me just read you the first sentence. Alicia Bernson was 33 years old when she killed her husband. Damn. That is the first sentence. We started off right off the bat in this book. Right off the bat. They've been married seven years. Like you're saying, he was married. Oh, so the book is starting when he was married six years prior. And so essentially the silent patient is Alicia because basically she said that her husband was found tied up and shot dead. She had not spoken a word since yes and she got sent to basically a psychiatric like facility a mental facility yeah that is how this book opens up if that is not something that will make you a so curious yeah and b absolutely have to find out what happened i don't know what will yeah 
it's like I honestly like I thought it was very interesting that so basically the night that this all happens police say that they get there um Alicia she's not tied up or anything like that and she's standing there and there's a gun on the floor and Gabriel is tied up and he's been shot like five times and um then she like she doesn't speak she doesn't say anything. She doesn't defend herself. She doesn't say that she's innocent. She doesn't say that she's guilty. And um, the court right away was like, well, if you're not going to defend yourself, to me, that makes you guilty. And so, but then I think her lawyer, they kind of fought hard for her of like, anyone can see that like, she's not speaking because she's having a psychotic break. Yeah, which she's means traumatized. That she, yeah, she's traumatized. She's go, like, she's not well, you know? And so she needs to be put into like, a psych ward, which they said, which this is the crazy part. They said that she did well in the psych ward, right? That, and she started to like come back, start talking and things like that. She could have gotten off like out of that. And then she would have never even went to jail and would have gotten away with killing her husband. And they said in the book that they're like, well, this would be a great time if you're faking being psychotic, right? Because that's what they thought she was doing. And this would be a great time to start speaking again. But she still, she still never does. And that is absolutely so insane to think about like for some reason she shows I am so sorry did you hear that mm-hmm. I can't do this <laughs> I can't do this we know it is our friend that is here yes. he's the only one in the building the door is locked but we are both absolutely terrified anytime we hear a little noise yeah. a little peep Just a little peep we're terrified so it's hopefully like now you can hear every little thing yes of course once you're more aware of it it's yeah. like every little yeah noise you just overthink but basically Alicia was technically found guilty, so they sent her to this mental facility. Six years later, there's this guy, Theo, who pops up. Theo Faber. And he is a psychotherapist. Yeah. A criminal psychotherapist. So Mm -hmm. he specializes in this. And he basically is, like, really interested about her story. No one's ever gotten her to talk. So I feel like that's, like, these people's dreams. It's like, I'll be the one to, like, crack the code, break the case. So he's really interested on it. And so he basically takes her case over from this other doctor, Christian. And so then Theo basically starts kind of, like, learning more about her. Mm -hmm. But Theo is also married. Yes, he is. He's married to a woman named Kathy. Um, And Kathy always said when they were talking to... I don't know who, but when she would tell the story about how they met, she always said that it was like love at first sight. And he mm-hmm. he would always say that it was also love at first sight. Or he, oh, he was the one that said lust at first sight because they met each other like kind of in a bar and they were each on their own separate dates. Um, and then they each kind of like ditched their date and went over to each other and was like. Which is kind of iconic. Yeah. But that's really, that's really strange to me that you're in the middle of a date and then you're like looking around for something better. Yeah. But I guess meant to be I'm not sure if it was like on purpose or like they just locked eyes and they both just like felt this like I've never felt this Do way before. Do you believe in love and first sight? Um, first I sight. do because that's what oh. happened with Hunter. Really? Yes. We were I, we were like never talked before and okay. we were walk. I was walking through Walmart with my mother. We love it. And I look over and there's like there used to be like oh, I guess there were still at Subway and Walmarts. Yeah. And Hunter like just leaned back and our eyes just met. And he says the same thing happened for him the same, that happened to me. But I swear time stopped. And like for like five minutes and like we were walking past each other, but we were just staring at each other. And when we got to the car, I told my mom that I was going to marry him. That's crazy. And my mom goes, she's like, you don't even know him. And I was like, well, I'm going to. And we're married. Yeah. And he said that he felt the same exact way. Wow. So I don't know what that is, but like I do believe in it because it happened to me. Wow. Yeah. That's really special. I'm not I sure like- if it happens to everybody. No, I don't think it does. But I do. Yeah, it did happen for us. Because I believe in like a spark at first sight, I guess. But I think 
Yeah, you experienced it. You mm-hmm. experienced love at first sight. Yeah. <gasps> I was like, oh, mom, special. my mom to this day, she'll be like, yeah, I just didn't believe it because you said that before. <laughs> oh. But it was never like that though. It was like I was dating someone yeah. and I was like, oh, mom, I think I could marry him. Uh-huh. Um, but this was like, I saw him and I was like, I'm marrying him. And wow. she was like, okay, you don't even know who he is. That so, is so special. Yeah, it is. Okay, wow. So love at first sight. So that was Theo and Kathy. Yeah. And basically, so Theo starts learning more and more about Alicia and her past trauma, which is really terrifying, honestly, because it stems from her mother's suicide attempt when Alicia was in the car when they were little. Yeah. Terrifying. But he's like, he's learning about these things because first he wasn't even working at the Grove, which is the psych ward that she's at. He like purposely tried to get a job there because he desperately wanted to be the one to make Alicia talk. And so he has to meet with her, you know, many times trying to get her to trust him and things like that. And so he kind of, he starts finding things about her, not because she's talking, but because he decides to do a deep dive like into her life and talking to cousins and people that, you know, just who were, you know, who were part of the investigation and things like that, trying to figure out like, okay, well, why would she kill her husband? Mm-hmm. But the first time, Alicia, like they, he had to beg them basically because they're like, well, nobody talks to her. Nobody, you know, like they didn't want her to go on a psychotic break. He found out that they had her highly drugged, like mm-hmm. the doses of a horse should take. That's insane. Which is, I feel like should be illegal. Oh, yeah. Like we're not horses. No. <laughs> We are not freaking massive. Nay, but we are not. (laughs) (laughs) Nay, that ain't me. Yeah, so it's just like, so he had um, Christian take down the dosage, who was like the person that was previously seeing her. Um, And so then she kind of, he starts to kind of get to her. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, Theo starts treating Alicia. He's like taking her meds down. He's allowing her to paint, talk to other outside sources, learns more. So he's kind of like, loosening her up so that he can start understanding like, no, what did you see? What actually happened? Cause again, no one's, she, no one's ever got her to talk. She's yeah. never talked. It's been like six or seven years. And so basically Aaliyah, uh, the, uh, Theo starts finding out more about Alicia's like past. And she just had a lot of really traumatic things happen to her. Um, and so meanwhile, Alicia has also this whole time kept a diary. Yes. And so like Anne Frank. Yes. Like Anne Frank. And so while he, you kind of, it's split in like two times, like mm. two timetables, basically like Theo's timetable and Alicia's timetable. So yeah. she's writing in this diary. And at the same time in the book, you like go to the next chapter and it's Theo's perspective of like what's going on. And so at the same time, like Theo is starting to work with her. You're reading Alicia's diary throughout this book. And so at this time, Theo, uh, Alicia is like recounting what's her perspective, what actually happened is. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about how her and her neighbor also noticed a man. So Alicia thought it was like Max or Jean, which who are these guys? So, okay. Yeah. So Alicia, like when we go into her diary, she's just kind of like her point of view and it's getting us into her mind of like, what was going on? What caused her to have a psychotic break? What was her relationship like with Gabriel? And so it starts talking about how you could see that her and Gabriel did not have the best relationship because she, yes, she started to notice that there was a man like going around the house 
And like she would go outside and she would see him. She would come home and he was outside looking in. And like she always said that he had like a hat on and sunglasses. And she started to kind of get freaked out because she was like, okay, like this man is definitely watching me. And at first she's like, well, maybe he's a maybe he's a painter. Like maybe he's trying to paint the house. And she's like, if he was a painter, he'd be making sketches, things like that. And so she really kind of gets into her head. And ladies, I feel like we've got a good intuition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just know that something is not right. And Something's so, off. It's off. And so she, but she would tell Gabriel, she would say, somebody is watching me and it's making me uncomfortable. I'm scared. And she, and he would be like, oh my gosh, like you need, you need help. He basically said like, I need you to see a therapist yeah, because like, I don't believe you. And I think you need help and just being mean to her. But then she, her neighbor came over one day and she was talking to her neighbor about it. And her neighbor's like, no, I believe you. I like if you don't call the cops, I'm going to like. There's definitely someone watching you, and like Gabriel should care more about the fact that you're feeling this. Mm-hmm. So that's all happening. So she's like starting to feel. She's telling you this as the reader in her diary. So you're getting that perspective. Like while she's never talking to Theo, she doesn't talk present day. You're learning about all this through her diary. So you're like, okay, so someone's kind of been like following her. She feels a little creeped out. Like she. And at the same time, like her relationship with Gabriel is kind of like, it's not great. It's Mm -hmm. not bad, but it's not great. Like they have highs and lows and things are kind of like odd. Things are strenuous. Like, and so basically Theo at this time, he's trying to learn more and more about Alicia and like what was going on at her at the time. So he learns a Clestis, I think that's how you pronounce it, was like this last painting that, um, that Alicia did after her husband, Gabriel, was found dead, presumably mm-hmm. by her, and she never spoke again. But she made this painting called Ecclesis. It's a story of a Greek goddess who was sent to Hades in place of her husband. So she was later saved, but she never spoke again. So this kind of like gets Theo thinking like, okay, like she's trying to say that she was sent in place. Like she, she's trying to say that she didn't do it mm. because she's at this point has never said that she didn't do it. She's never yeah. said that she wasn't guilty. Like you're saying, like she never, when she was in front of the judge, she didn't say a thing. So it's like, well, okay, if you're not talking, then you must be guilty. But she made this painting. And so Thea's going, hmm, okay. So she doesn't think she's guilty. She's trying to tell other people she's not. And meanwhile, while this is happening, Theo finds out this whole time while he's trying to like figure out the situation with her and with Alicia and like her past husband, Gabriel, he finds out his wife, Kathy, is cheating on him. Yeah, but it's not at the same time. Okay, so let's talk about it. That's in the future. So like, yeah, so it's more like in the diary, the same time that um, Alicia is kind of like feeling like somebody is watching her, you know, it's the same exact time frame over in Theo's world. Um, he noticed that like him and his wife, Kathy, like since he does do like a lot of, um, so, it's like, what is it? Criminal psychotherapy. Yeah, he does a lot of therapy. So he's probably not home a lot. Mm -hmm. And he starts to notice that him and his wife like are kind of getting more distant. And there's a day where he comes home and his he's like looking for Kathy. He's like, Kathy, you home? Are you at Kathy? She's not there. And he notices like her laptop and he opens it and he finds all of these emails from like her and this username person. And basically they're talking nasty to one another Ugh. and being like, I'm on my way. Like I'm going to go to you after her rehearsal because she was an actress, like in like in plays and stuff like that. And so he literally, this part blows my mind is that he finds out about this and he also in his own way becomes a silent patient because he never tells her ever that he knows. And he wants to, to the point where he starts getting like so heartbroken that he goes and sees his old therapist named Ruth. 
And she's like, I think you know what you need to do. Like, you need to leave her like your whole entire life. Like you've been loving people who don't love you well, meaning like because his father also did not love him well at all. And so it was just interesting to me that his life is he's finding out that like he's working really hard. He's trying to help people. And his wife always said that there was love at first sight. And then for some reason, out of nowhere, she is cheating on him and sleeping with another man. And there was one time where she left the house and he literally like followed her into the uh, like where she was going. And she and the wife was like very open to the fact that she was like making out with somebody else in public. That's insane. Yeah. Like, so he's like following her. And then like, as soon as she turns the corner, like he's the guy's ready to go, you know? So it's like, I don't think the woman, she would have cared if she was caught. And so it's just it, interesting to me that Theo thought that maybe if he kept quiet, that she would just stop, mm. you know? And so it's just interesting that he, but yeah, we later find out that like he never, ever, and it's like a game to him where he's like, I wonder if she's going to tell me like, he'll be like, well, where'd you go today? She's like, oh, you know, rehearsal and this. And, you know, even though he knows that's not where she was at. And he's just like waiting to see if she's going to tell the truth. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty common where they like really, if they find out, like a partner finds out, they like set it up to hope that they will tell them the truth. Cause I think that makes it easier in their minds. Like mm. if they tell them the truth, then it's like, okay, they told me. Then it's like makes it better yeah. for something. You know, it's like they weren't trying to hide it from me or like it was just a mistake. Right, or like, or like they confess and like so it, but if they lie when they have the chance to tell the truth. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Game over. Yeah. So basically Theo starts following Kathy and he finds out that her lover is also married. So Theo learns that um, basically he, he learns that she's with somebody who's, already married. So he's like, yeah. what the heck? These, both of them are two timing on each other. Yeah, Both of them are being unfaithful. Like she's being unfaithful to me. He's being faithful to his wife. Like what is going on? So they basically this learns, like Theo starts learning more and more about at, like Kathy at the same time as he's like treating Alicia and trying to learn more about her life. So no, it's not the same time. Well, I'm saying like, oh, oh, yeah, it's, all it's the same two time. different timetables. This is really tricky with the book because it's two, yeah, it's two different like times where the one time is you got these two stories and it's the it's the past tense. You got um, Alicia like kind of d like telling you like what led up to her killing her husband, and then the other one in the same time frame is us learning about kind of Theo's past and why he became a psychotherapist and what happened in his marriage while he was becoming a psychotherapist, you know? And so, but when he goes to treat Alicia though, he is still with Kathy, even though he's known for years that his wife used to cheat on him. Yeah. And so, but the crazy part is, is like, so that's all going on. And like, it kind of makes you feel bad for Theo because you're like, oh man, like, he just wants to help people and like mm -hmm. Kathy's out there like, you know, whatever. And so we find then he's he's kind of making progress with Alicia. Mm -hmm. He's making progress because he basically learns that Christian, which is Alicia's doctor before Theo, he had been treating her even before Gabriel's death. So like she'd been seeing Christian for yeah. a long time. So then he starts realizing like, okay, there's more going on with Alicia than even has any connection to Gabriel's death because she'd been seeing Christian, which is like a, a psychotherapist before Gabriel. So he learns, Theo learns more about Alicia and he learns that after his her mom's suicide, that Alicia's father wished it was Alicia instead. Yeah. So like her mom commits suicide mm -hmm. and her dad wishes it had been Alicia instead because yeah. he's like grieving over the loss of his wife. So Alicia has like all this horrible like trauma and things going, stop. Did you hear that too? 
This is so spooky. Mm-hmm. Record this at night. Yeah. It's fine. It's literally our friend. Yeah. It's okay. We're yeah. fine. We're okay. Guys, honestly, we hope we're not terrifying you because we're terrified. Yeah. Um, but basically, she finds so he finds out that there's just so much more that's been going on with Alicia even before Gabriel. And so when then he brings this up to her, she finally begins to speak. Yeah. She finally speaks for the first time in like six, seven years. So she tells him about the night of Gabriel's death. And she says that a man actually had showed up, tied them up, and shot Gabriel. So literally, this is the first time she's spoken in six, seven years. Mm-hmm. She says, actually, no, some guy showed up, tied us both up, and mm-hmm. he was the one that killed Gabriel. And <clears throat> when she said this, the details that she said about it, like, kind of freaked me out because she noticed, so the man that she felt like that she was being watched by, everyone was calling her crazy, she, like, looked up one day while she was painting, and she saw him behind her. While she was in the house. So imagine that you are always like you are looking around like it's been like weeks and you see the same person like in everywhere that you go. And you're like people are trying to convince you that you're crazy, but you swear that you're being watched. And so you kind of just kind of let your guard down because you're like, you know what? Maybe I am being crazy. Like I'm not being watched. And then one day you're just minding your own business and you go to look outside and you see this reflection face to face. But he's like behind you and he's got a knife. Literally. And she like she like turns around. The fact that she turns around, I don't know what Ugh, I would do. No, but the fact that like I can see that somebody is behind me, and the reflection of a window, and there is a knife. No, nope. and he's got a mask on. No, nope. I literally don't think that I would turn around. I think I would say my prayers and hope that I don't feel the pain that's coming for me. 100%. But she turns around and she basically like. What can I do for you? What can I get you? You want a beer? You want a, you know? But honestly, is that is that that's kind of smart? I feel like sometimes that makes them remember that you're more human. Mm-hmm. But the what he starts doing, this man that she's convinced it's the man that has been quote following her, and she basically is like, "When's your husband coming home?" And she's like, "Oh, he's coming any minute." And she's like, "You're a liar." And then she gets a call from Gabriel, and he says, "I'm going to be home at 10. And she goes. But it's not 10 yet. That's like three hours away from when this is happening. She goes, that was that was my that was my husband. He's coming soon. And he goes, I just heard him say that he's not coming till 10. We've got plenty of time. And he tells her to go find something so he could tie her up with it. And so she all she doesn't have any rope. And all she finds is the wire that she uses to hang her paintings. And so he takes that, he sits her in a chair, and he wires her up and everything, and he faces her away from the door. And he's sitting there like saying like asking him like do you love your husband and all these things and she's like I do and like and basically he's just like kind of playing mind games with her mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden 10 o'clock comes around and we hear Gabriel come like coming okay he's coming and so literally Alicia's telling her Theo all this like her psychotherapist she's done all this the time gets cut off and Theo his time is up with her so he's like oh my gosh okay I have to come back the next day before he could follow up with her the next day, Alicia's found in a coma. And so Theo sees that she was injected with morphine. And so he tells everyone, he's like, what is going on? Like she's literally has morphine injected in her. So she is literally can't speak to him anymore. And so 
she tell he tells him about Christian. He's like, no, he tells him about that this doctor has been seeing her before. He blames it on her. So Christian's arrested. But then it goes back to the storyline. So you're reading this through the book. Goes back. So what happens when 10 o'clock rolls around? Guys, this little, these little sounds, I hate this. We're like really spooked as we're telling you this story. Yeah. Okay, keep going. So 10 o'clock rolls around and we hear that Gabriel's coming home and she goes like, oh, that's my husband. And we see that this man tells her that if you say a word, if you say anything, I'll kill him. And he runs and like he runs and he hides. Gabriel comes in and he's like, he's like, Alicia, Alicia, like, where are you? Where are you? And all the lights are off in the whole entire house because this man that's been following her turned them all off. And basically he comes in there and he sees her sitting by the fire and he's like, what are you doing? Like facing the fire that way or whatever. And before he can reach her, the guy comes out and he hits him on the head a few times with a gun. Now, this gun happens to be Gabriel's and taking a little step back that I found was spooky was the fact that when she's offering this man with the mask and the knife something to drink, right? She goes into the kitchen because she remembers that she didn't like the fact that Gabriel had a gun. So she hid it in one of the cupboard drawers. I hate these sounds. I hate these sounds. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you can't hear them, but we we know it's our friend out there, but we're just... <laughs> yeah. Okay, keep going. She goes into the kitchen thinking that she's like, okay, I'm going to prepare her like myself. Like I know where this gun is. I hid it in the glass like drawer. I'm going to go, I'm going to go do that and say I'm getting him a glass of water instead. She goes to open it and there is no gun. And from behind her, she hears like the little click of the gun or whatever. And he's like, he goes, the glasses are in the third drawer over. Meaning. Stop, Mark. We know it is. It's okay. It's okay. Meaning that he had like. It's fine, Mark. Oh my God, sorry. I told you I don't do good with this. I I know. It's okay. It's okay. Meaning basically he's either been there before or has been watching her for so long that he knew. That like where the gun was. So basically, fast forward, Gabriel wakes up and you see this man like talking to her. But before we get to what he says, I think it's good to go back to what's going on with Theo. Yes. So this whole time, so like Theo's like trying to figure out what's going on Alicia. He's like going to work every day, doing all this. At the same time, though, we know his wife has been cheating on him. Not the same time, the past tense. Sorry, 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 the past (laughs) tense. But Theo's wife has been, Kathy's been cheating on him. And Mm -hmm. so he's going to work and he's dealing with this. And so basically the whole time, like Theo's trying to figure out, like, like you're saying, he's trying to get his wife to fess up to him. What's going on? He's trying to get her to be the one to like say, tell him the truth. Mm -hmm. So Theo basically is like, well, she's not telling me the truth. I'm going to figure it out myself. So he is trying to investigate his own wife now, right? So he's like following her. He's trying to figure out what's going on with her. So finally he figures out, he's like, okay, so the person that his wife is sleeping with, Kathy is sleeping with, is married as well. So he goes to the house of Kathy's lover. Basically, he goes there because he wants to confront he wants to confront. He wants to figure out who it is, and he wants to confront them. So tell me why he goes. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Before you say this, <laughs> okay. He like goes. So he yes, he wants to confront him, but she he decides not to confront him, but decides to confront the man's wife. Mm-hmm. 
Because he's like, I got to save this woman. Her and I are in the same boat. Our our supposedly married partners are cheating on us with them. And so Mm -hmm. I need to let her know. Yeah. So he's like, I want to go talk to this wife and basically be like, hey, let you know we're in the same boat. Which is like, come on. We love an honest king. Mm -hmm. We're getting cheated on. That's what he wants to say. So tell me why he goes to the house and- Read the quote. Okay. Okay. This is what the book says. This is from the book. So he goes to the house. He sees the wife. He's like, okay, I'm going to go in and tell her. So basically he's standing there and he, she's on the phone. So he's standing there and he's listening to her and she says, she ended the call and switched on an electric fan. She stood in front of the fan, her hair blowing in the breeze. She picked up a paintbrush and approached the canvas on an easel. She stood with her back to me. Then she caught sight of my reflection in the window. I think she saw my knife first. She stiffened and slowly turned around. Her eyes were wide with fear. We stared at each other in silence. And this was the first time I came face to face with Alicia Bernson. And the rest, they say, is history. So if you don't get it, that is Theo. Her criminal psychotherapist, her doctor saying... He was the one standing behind her with the knife looking at her. He was the one who basically had been following her. He's a mysterious man that she'd been seeing hanging around the house. And he was the one who showed up on the night of Gabriel's death to tell her that his wife, Kathy, was cheating with her husband, Gabriel. It's her doctor. You want to know what's so freaky about this? This is how we can start talking about the full circle moment, right? Because before we even know what truly happened on that night, we find out that this man, Theo, who has nothing to do with her, finds out that his wife has been cheating. So he follows around the wife to the point where he finds out that she's cheating on him with Gabriel, finds out Gabriel is married. So he stalks the house trying to figure out the perfect way to literally tell his wife. And he decides that the perfect way to do that would be able to put on a mask, go into the house with the knife, we'll tie them both up, we'll find out what happens later. But the crazy part is that she kills her husband, is what they say, is that she kills her husband and she has to go to this Grove place, and it's been like seven years. And seven years later, in comes Theo, who has been trying and working hard to get closer to Alicia, claiming that he wants to help her, claiming that he wants to just let her know that like he can help her or whatever. And but this whole entire time, what he's really been trying to do is cover his tracks. And you know what spooks me out the most Mm. is that Alicia has never seen the man. She never saw the man because he was wearing a mask. She never knew that it was Theo until the first day that she walked in there and he asked for a private meeting with her. He said something that made her realize this is the man that was there that night because he had said something about how he's just there to help her. And he said the same exact thing to her that same very night. And so she hadn't been speaking forever and she lunged at him. She's in, right? She's on psychotic break, whatever. She lunged at him. And he always was trying to tell the audience Oh, we're getting closer. She's just trying to speak. When in reality, in that moment, she realized that this is the man that had been following me. This is the man that tied me up. This is the man that tried to kill my husband. This is the man, you know, and he is her doctor and nobody else knows. No one knows that that is her doctor. And Theo doesn't even know. 
until she's telling him of the story. And what she, do you remember what she continues to say about the story? Mm-mm. What she goes into, she tells him and he goes, okay, tell me about the night. And she goes to finish the story. And she goes, he killed my husband. Mm-hmm. He shot him six times. Five. Well, he did. She, she, there was five shots, but she says that he shot him six times. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's how I knew she was lying to me. Theo says that I know she was lying to me. And so the very next day is when we find out that Alicia is in a coma. And he knows that since she lied, she had figured out that he was the person there. Mm -hmm. Because he's the only one that would have known the truth. Yes. So the minute, like, when you read this, like, the second you realize it's like, when Theo basically is like, that was the first time I met, I came face to face with her. Everything, yes. you, your head's spinning because you're like, oh my word. Like he is the man. Yes. The doctor is the guy. Yeah. And so basically then you go in back into Alicia's diary and you learn the real story. You learn the rest of the real story. So Theo went to Gabriel's house to show what a dirtbag Gabriel was. Mm-hmm. Like he went there, he was like, I'm going to just show her like how awful like he is because both of us are getting cheated on. So Theo tied Gabriel and Alicia up, up and then exposed him as mm-hmm. the cheater. So he was basically asking him all these questions and making him answer them in front mm-hmm. of Alicia so she could see that he wasn't lying. He told Gabriel to choose which one of them he should kill. Yeah. This is where it gets actually insane. Mm-hmm. He says to Gabriel, choose which one. Which one are you going to kill? Gabriel says Alicia. He doesn't say Alicia. He might as well have though. He like, he's sitting there. He goes, he's like, if you really love her, pick one, pick one. He's like, you got 10 seconds. He's like 10, nine, eight. He doesn't even say her name. What he says is, I really want to live. I really want to live. And Alicia, the whole time is time. And she's like, it's a trap. Don't say anything. Like, I love you. I know you love me. Just say you love me. He's going to kill us both anyways. Like, just say that you love me. Begging him. And he goes, I really want to live. He says that. So essentially, he says kill his wife. Yeah. He's saying kill my wife. He's like, I want to live. I want to live. And so he hears, go ahead. I'm just, so this is what's insane. Yes. So he gets him to basically, Gabriel, to say that. He yeah. gets him to basically be like, nope, take my wife instead. Yeah. And mind you, Gabriel cannot see Alicia at this moment. And Alicia cannot see Gabriel. They're like facing away from They're each other. They're tied up facing away from each other. Yes. So instead, Theo simply unties Alicia. Alicia, sorry. Well, there's a gunshot. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. That's okay. Okay, so when he goes, when he's like, I, I just want to live, and he counts down to the 10, he, Theo shoots off a shot, and Alicia screams. So neither of them, like, Gabriel doesn't know what's going on. Gabriel has no idea what's going on, and Gabriel starts to sob, and Alicia's thinking, like, oh my gosh, like, did he kill Gabriel? And the next thing you know, like, he unties Alicia, and this whole entire time, since it's dark and Gabriel cannot see him, Gabriel thinks that Theo had shot Alicia, and so he's just sitting there in the dark by himself, he thinks, and he's going, oh, Alicia, 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 when Alicia is actually standing now, Theo has left, because she's watching him, like, cry over her supposedly death. Because literally Theo just exactly proved yes. his her husband did not care about him. Yeah. And then he left. And he leaves. So then Alicia shot Gabriel. Nope. Actually, mind-blowing. So basically we learned that the whole time that Theo didn't know. So like the night of Gabriel's death, Theo didn't know about like 
Alicia's like whole traumatic past upbringing history of like being uncared for, all the things that happened with her mom and her dad. So he didn't know that like his whole stunt, because really this is what's kind of crazy is he thought everything that he was doing was like just going to really prove to her how much like Gabriel did not love her and how yeah, much but Gabriel- also like- Psychotic of him to think oh, that way. Oh, psychotic. Psychotic. So like, this is why he's a real patient here. Yeah. But, so basically he didn't know that his whole, his whole everything going into the house, falling or all the things would result in her killing Gabriel. So he literally is like, I didn't realize it was going to do that. So he genuinely was like, when he took on her case, he actually wanted to help treat her. And like, he felt guilty about what, everything he had done. He wanted her to literally, he said, it, my goal was literally to let her know the point of why I was there wasn't because I was trying to hurt her. Like, I wanted her to see that, like, she wasn't alone. I wanted her to see that, like, she wasn't being cared for in the right way. Like, we're mm-hmm. one and the same. Mm-hmm. So then, basically, though, when Theo realized that she recognized him, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I have to kill her. Yeah. She recognizes me. Oh, I have to kill her. Because yeah. literally, I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to die. she's talking. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, the book ends with... The police, they found her diary and they show up at Theo's house. Because, well, okay, wait, wait. Because when he does this, he tries to frame the murder on somebody else. Now, Alicia didn't Christian, die. Christian, yeah, her yeah. old doctor. <clears throat> Alicia didn't die, but he injected this morphine inside of her and oh, that would make her like literally go into a coma and probably not come out. Mm-hmm. And while he left, right, she's like writing in her diary when he leaves and she's like drowsing. She's like, I need to write this down. Like, this is who did this to me. Theo's the one that came to my night. Like, read my, like, he is the one that did this to me. He's the one that tried to kill me. And she hid the diary. And Theo thought that he got off. He thought that he, like, was able to frame everybody. he's like, she got the morphine. She's going to be passed out. She's never going to wake up again. Yeah. But the police find it. Yes. And they the book ends with them at Theo's house to ask him about it. And hopefully to arrest him. We don't know. But it ends with the cops are at Theo's house. And you have this, like, click moment of Theo realizing like he didn't get yeah. away. Because it, this part was also like kind of like I didn't think this was wise of the police officer. The police officer comes to the door right and Kathy's still there and he mentions that Kathy is so depressed these days because mind you it's been years that he had killed her mistress basically her mister mistress, mister mister so basically Kathy's like become like she's gained weight she's depressed she doesn't do anything she lost her job all these things and he still she has yet to ever tell him why and he literally would be like did you ever hear about that guy that passed away that got killed by the wife and she goes no, I have no idea who that is. Like, she's still lying to this day. And then, but the thing is, like, the police come in and he goes, like, oh, hey, like, there's something new in the investigation. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, you're on the investigation of, like, Christian, like, killing Alicia, like, for sure. And he goes, it's just so crazy because, like, we came across this diary. And he's like, what diary? He's like, you know, like, I just wanted to read something to you. And he <gasps> read to Theo her talking about how Theo went in there and had injected her with that. And the fact that freaked me out is like, if he had read that and he knew and he came in there like by himself, why would you put yourself in position? Like, I feel like that just shows that Theo's psychotic. So like, what makes you think he won't kill you? Like the police officer? Yeah. Oh, because they to probably had they probably him. had backup and everything, but it was also probably just literary, very like mic drop moment of yeah. being like, hey, I just want to read you something. But honestly, there it's a bunch of police officers. Like, I'm sure they probably were like, we're showing up to his house unannounced. He doesn't know what's going on. He's not going to be ready to kill us. Yeah. But it is a little, a little spooky. So that is how this book ends, you guys. This book 
is so mind twisting. Like when you finish it, you basically want to reread it from the start again, knowing now who the killer actually was. Yeah. So because like crazy. it puts your mind in such a different perspective. The fact that like Theo, who thinks that he's helping someone, is actually so psychotic to the point that he went out of his way to become this woman's doctor that he knew like killed his husband because of what he did to her. Yeah. Literally so crazy. And it, it you're so right of like, why couldn't you just go and say, hey, my wife is cheating on you, like cheating on me with your husband. Yeah. Your husband is having an affair. Like but that, no, because that's because he. That, I think that was the start of his psychotic break. Uh-huh. Like because of everything that ever happened. The same with Alicia. This everything that has ever happened to him as a child, right? And as soon as he found out about Kathy cheating on him, that was his psychotic break. Because he always said that he thought he could be psychotic, but mm-hmm. his his uh, therapist Ruth like saved him. But then he had a break because y'all, if you are not actively working on getting yourself better. If you got to take your meds, take your freaking meds. If you're not doing that, you cannot think that you got it all together just because you talked to someone once or twice. It doesn't work that way. It does not work that. And the fact that this kills me about this book is that I do think that this is something that very well could happen. You want to yeah, know why? Because like if people obsessive. are able to think about it as a fiction fun little story, this, I think, fuels the minds of people who actually have problems because they read it and they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Have you watched the show You? Yes. That's what this I made me think of. I only watched the first um, season. We, I refuse to watch the other yeah, ones. Yeah, Joel and I, I think we did end up watching the second season, but we both looked at each other and we're like, we are not. Like, there's another one that came out. And I think, I don't know if it's there's three like or four. four seasons Yeah, but there. we didn't watch the rest because yeah. we were literally like, what is this doing to our brains? It's just creeping us out yeah. for no reason. The first one got me. Yeah. The first one was so good. That's why they made a bunch of other seasons. Yeah. And people love them. But after that first one, I couldn't because I remember I'm not a person that can handle this. And I sometimes I think I can handle them. So I'll start watching them during the day and I'll binge watch it. Okay. Yep. And then it'll get to nighttime. And when I say I get nightmares, oh, I get nightmares. It's just, it's just bad. And so, yeah. Oh no, I can't watch that show. Yeah. No, that's what it reminded me of though. It's like where they start to get a little, little bit crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, you guys, we hope you enjoyed the spookiest book that we've recorded yet. Maybe ever. I mean, Verity was pretty creepy, but um, go watch a episode of Friends. Go watch something happy. Call a friend. Um, don't leave this episode spooked for reals. Like we, we don't want to um, give you nightmares or anything, but um, we hope you guys enjoyed and we hope you're looking forward to a month of spookiness with us and we'll see you next week. Bye.